Welcome back to Songwriting Saves the World. This is season four, the business season. This season, you're going to get an insight on all things behind the scenes in music. We are talking to songwriters, A&Rs, publishers, and producers. We're so excited to be back and to be giving you guys all the real piping hot tea about the music industry. Woo! Let's get into it. Amanda Sai is an artist and songwriter. She's been recognized across the industry for her unique voice and genre bending. She has cuts with Alice Jader, Cream, and more. She started releasing music as an artist in 2021 with her debut EP, Ugh, which I love that title. That's very fun. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We're really excited to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before we get into the questions, we have a little icebreaker question. And the question is... You've been abducted by aliens and they want to understand mm-hmm. music. What's the first song that you play them? That is a very good question. I think like I'll I'll just go with something classic, like something that a lot of people like, mm-hmm. maybe Adele or something. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So I'll just play Rolling in the Deep and it has some influences from all types of music. Let's, yeah. let's do that one. <laughs> That's very true. I've been loving hearing people's response to this question because... We interviewed Carol Addis and she said, sorry by Justin Bieber. And I was really taken aback by that. But like, I, but I really came to understand it. Like after she explained, but like rolling I completely in the deep, get that. Yeah. yeah. Rolling in the deep is also perfect. Yeah. I feel totally good about playing that to the aliens. So would you start by giving us a background of your kind of musical journey and how you got to where you're at now? Um, so... I've always been into music. My dad has been very supportive of me creating music. And I think like he bought my first guitar when I was really young. Um, And then I went to music school in Stockholm. Um, It's like, it's kind of high school, but just um, a songwriting like type of version of it, which was very cool. And that's kind of when I realized that like, this could actually be something you can do for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I was like, I'm going to make music. But then I didn't have anyone to work with, really. So I just like had time in the studio maybe once every six months and mm-hmm. was doing my career. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized that this isn't really working. So I I think I released like one song off an old project way, way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't really get anywhere. So uh, I went traveling. And then when I came back home uh, to Stockholm, my uh, I went to another school. I applied to a school uh, like a bit further up north in, in Stockholm That's or in Sweden. That's pretty popular with songwriters. It's called Music Makers. Oh, cool. Um, and it's also like a mini version of the the songwriting business and producer business. Mm. It's like you get these briefs every week and then a publisher comes up to listen to your music and gives you feedback. And then it's mm. great. Like you learn how to have sessions basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I had an internship at a bunch of different publishers um, and I really liked Universal and we got along. So we kind of struck up a deal and that's where I started and they sent me everywhere uh, the first two years and I was like I really want to be an artist and then they were kind of like well just get your foot in the door with people first like uh, hustle a little yeah 
grow, make your name grow a little more. Uh, so I was meant to kind of like move to LA at the beginning of 2020 and then the pandemic hit. So I moved back to Sweden and then um, I just decided to release all those songs that have been sitting on mm -hmm. my hard drive. And that's how Psy came about. Oh, I love that. Of. I love when, when like you just decide like I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm just going to like do what I want to do. Because that's that's like the yeah. way forward in life. Agreed. <laughs> I, exactly. And I don't know why I was like taking so long. I had so many songs that I mm. loved. And then I think it was just like I was scared. And then uh -huh. I had, you do get a lot of people in the beginning saying like, mm. Mm, you, maybe you should stick to songwriting. Yeah. So I think I listened to them a little too much. But in the pandemic, there was nothing else to do. So I just did it. Yeah. Which was nice. And we're glad you did. Yeah, honestly. Oh, love it. <laughs> it also feels like the longer you wait to start putting things out, the harder it becomes. Mm. I know. And then you start like writing so many new things and you're like, oh, but then I have all these things that are done that I really liked. And now it's been so long. And yeah. I don't know if I should like put this stuff out that maybe is better. And then it just kind of snowballs and then you never <laughs> do it. Exactly. And I think we do. I think I still do. But a lot of people, I feel, just have this you know we think that people care mm -hmm. uh, that like oh i haven't put anything like no one right like checks up on you like you can you can release it whenever and then you know you can wait a year or yeah. you just don't release it for four years and you keep keep it tight and then you put it out when you want to but yeah. usually people don't like keep track of yeah a, a smaller artist's you know, release plan. Yeah. Or I don't. But yeah. yeah. And even yeah, if someone hasn't like released something in a while, if you then release something and it's really good, no one's going to be like, oh, but you weren't consistent. Like, uh, <laughs> people are just happy to <laughs> get something. <laughs> but, like, you should have done better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox, which are basically just like little things that you've picked up from your years of being a songwriter. And it could be anything from like starting a voice memo in a session so you can go back and listen or like writing everything in your notes app. Like it could be literally anything. Mm -hmm. So what are three things that you have in your songwriting toolbox? Well, the voice memos for sure. Mm -hmm. I have the worst memory of all time. <laughs> so I I voice note everything. Um I call myself the memo master because <laughs> I literally, when people are like, did you get that? I was like, I always got it. Uh, and no one else calls me that. So <laughs> I'm just trying to make it stick. But now it's, no, a thing. it's, it's too dorky. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think I've tried to do it without the voice memo because I don't like having my phone in the sessions. Mm -hmm. But I just haven't really found a way that works for me yet. Tape so recorder. I'm, I've tried a tape recorder once really? and I'm like, no, 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 I can't do this. Uh, I'm not so technical. So I think I'm, I, I'm, I might bring my computer or something and record on, mm. on Logic. Um, but I think, yeah, recording everything. Uh, the Notes app is, is a big one for me as well. Uh, anytime I have an idea, I just put it in the Notes app and then um, pull it back up in mm -hmm. sessions. Mm -hmm. Uh, and poetry. Yeah, I, I love having like poetry books and reading a lot of that because it's just so you can find like these lines. Yeah, perfectly in yeah. poetry, and they sometimes they rhyme, and it's like oh, the song is done. 
I like this is coming to me so easily. This is perfect. This is coming so easily. I love it. I'm curious about why no phone in sessions. I uh, I think me included. I think just people get so distracted by social mm. media, and you get an email that you have to answer from like your accountant or something, uh, and that can s- stress you out so easily. Yeah, that's true. And I think that became so apparent when I was trying to do, or when I'm doing like a lot of ses- uh, artist stuff, mm-hmm. and then doing um, songwriting with other artists as well because then all of a sudden I get an email about like a show or a music video draft or something mm-hmm. like that and then I just want to watch it I don't want to engage with them that much <laughs> so I think I've tried to like step away from from my phone as much as possible that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. I feel like I would definitely do that too if I didn't have the voice memo thing but that's a hurdle I don't know what to do um, I, I've started putting it on like flight mode, yeah. so no one yeah. can reach me. Like, do not disturb helps. Yeah, exactly. It's like anything sure. that no one can get through because you still <laughs> need it. I mean, like if you're in like a Google Doc or in your notes or something, like you oh, do yes. kind of need your phone. Exactly. We love a Google Doc, and I think love I love a Google yeah. Doc. It's the best. Um, yeah. So just like I sometimes I just d- delete the Instagram app and the TikTok app and all of those, huh. so I don't. Like, I can't even press them, which is nice. Yeah. And that makes me think about, like, virtual sessions. It's so different because, like, I guess the level of attention is even more split. Like, doing something over Zoom, even harder. I haven't considered that. Like, you don't have the same, like, sometimes you have the same, like, collective focus. But sometimes it's, like, not like that at all. Exactly. I think I did a lot of Zoom in the beginning, Mm -hmm. like a few uh, times a week and it it, it was like I had some really good sessions Mm -hmm. but you just don't get the energy and as you said you get so easily distracted I'm in my like tiny apartment next to my kitchen and all I want to do is go snack all the time so (laughs) it's so true so um when you think about writing like a good lyric when you're or when you're looking at a lyric and you're thinking this isn't hitting. Like, how am I going to make it better? What are some things that you think about to improve a lyric? Mm. Um, some things I think about. I think uh, I'm a little bit like damaged by pop, I think, in some ways. Fair. Like it, it has to rhyme and has to be like fit into the right, you know, I I don't really like when people like add syllables Mm. just randomly here Mm -hmm. and there um but obviously like the meaning of the song and like the storyline or what what you're trying to convey uh, is the important part Mm -hmm. and uh i try to just think of like if i'm writing for someone else i i'm really trying to like get into what they're what what the core is that they want to say mm-hmm. and what that feeling would would make me feel like mm-hmm. um i don't know i think um just trying to look like zoom out a little bit and almost create this little like person that you're writing about yeah. that's like going through all these these things in the song and like what would they say what would they think yeah um 
and then just try to make it rhyme. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and like find maybe a metaphor of some kind. It doesn't have to be like crystal clear what you're what you're saying, mm -hmm. as long as some part of the song maybe is right like leaning towards something clear mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i'm rambling a little bit no but yeah no, that's basically just it. i think that makes a lot of sense i feel like it's really important like if you're trying to write like lyrics especially in like a collaborative setting like if you're in a session you're trying to write lyrics and like you just can't like come up with the right thing to come back to what you were saying of like what is the story like what are we trying to say what would this person mm. say and not be thinking about it so much and like what would sound good like what has to like the right amount of this or whatever obviously you figure that out later like what is the point yeah. you know like let's be clear about exactly. it exactly yeah yeah i do like clarity in songs and i have a, i have a really hard time with with like throwing in cool words mm. just to throw in cool words like Yeah, as well as production and all of those other things, like it has to have kind of a purpose. If you're, if you're adding a line, why are you adding it? Is mm. it does it bring it forward, or is it just because like this sentence is cool? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's it's hard. Not to get Sometimes it's fine to do, do that, that as well. Like yeah. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want obviously but i think like yeah if i'm writing for myself i'm i'm very a lot more purposeful mm, mm -hmm. um but if someone has like an idea of of uh, a cool sentence go ahead i'm all for it yeah <laughs> they're like, like if you're singing it, it they also have to like yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's like, yours we're not gonna yeah. fight you until i'm blue in the face and then they're like mm. no 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 Well, as someone who started off mainly writing for other people, and now that you have your art artist project going, how do you balance doing both? And do you find it difficult to balance both? Um, I don't. I I have found it quite difficult. Um, I'm starting to like. I think now during the summer, it's. I found like a way of just doing one at a time, sort mm -hmm. of, and then because uh, the songs just don't turn out that great when for me when I write for others at the same time mm -hmm. um, I don't know why I think I'm just like distracted so uh, yeah I'm now I'm finding the balance with with doing both but mostly I try not to do them at the same time just like mm -hmm. two months of that two months of that two months of that and then yeah like, that makes sense maybe throw in a session here and there for someone else mm -hmm. but I try not to to do that too much do you feel like You're ever in sessions, like if you're in sessions writing for someone else and there's an idea, but you're like, oh, fuck, like that was going to be mine. Do you ever have that feeling? Oh, oh so many times. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I just gave you my unicorn idea. <laughs> Damn. And you can't even sing. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, new ideas come all the time. Yeah, you just true. have to I feel like trust. constantly tying the line between like, don't be too precious but also you're like ah oh, that kind of hurts because i really like yeah. this and what if i don't have something exactly. that's good for sure yeah yeah definitely like kill your darlings but also <laughs> love, them. Love, also them. love them love them love them there aren't many i mean there are some but there aren't many in comparison to male songwriters and producers female songwriters and producers so is this something that you think about when you look for collaborators and who are some of your favorite women to work with um i i do think about it uh, i wouldn't like choose to work with 
uh, a female producer or writer just because she's a female producer or writer. Really? Um, I would. <laughs> I think like <laughs> if we click and it's if it's like great music and we have a good time, mm-hmm. like I'm so down for it. But I wouldn't like, you know, if if we if we don't click, yeah. I wouldn't be like. Oh, let's do it because we're both female. Mm-hmm. Um, I do th- find it so much easier to work with women, mm-hmm. like across the board in every way. <laughs> so I do try to like, I just find it so much easier and mm-hmm. like so nice. So I try to like incorporate that in every way, of, yeah. in every part of working with music. But my favorite... Um, uh like purse like woman to work with is is my friend Madeline. Madeline. Uh, Madeline Eliasson. She has like written so many good songs. Mm. Uh and she is like the best producer ever. And um I also have like a, a lot of friends that are like f- like a lot of female producer friends. So mm-hmm. um I have I've just started now but like I'm st- I start to produce and write the demos myself and then I send them awesome. to, to my my producer friends and then they can like help me right finish yeah. them because I'm not a finisher <laughs> so <laughs> just like the idea and the gist of it yeah I want to be there um yeah. and that has definitely been like a new tool in my toolbox as well um Ooh. I had a, a huge like um writer's block period for about six or seven months last year mm-hmm. uh, and I found it like even hard just to come up with melodies like uh, not lyrics I I find pretty hard always but yeah. when melodies start to go I know like I'm in deep <laughs> shit so, oh uh, God. <laughs> so I was really stressed about like what do I do like should I just get a job at a cafe or something um and then my uh, one of my best friends was like, well, I started producing a little. Maybe you should try that too. Mm. Uh, I, you know, had to f- fix my computer. I got that done finally. And then the writer's block just kind of went out the window because mm. I just found this new way of making music. And yeah. I don't have to wait for someone to send me freaking stems or yeah. <laughs> come up with like chords or... Um, all that so it was just so much fun yeah it's like a whole new like input of ideas and sounds and stuff I totally agree like yeah I am by no means like a great producer that sometimes I will produce for myself or just like make things and it absolutely like makes writing so much easier it so does and I think like I'm usually that type of person who has to be good at something before I start so yeah like aren't we all all? exactly Uh, and this time my friend was just very inspiring in that way because she was like well I suck and you'll probably suck at it as well but like let's have fun (laughs) and like not think about that and it really did help a lot like not having the pressure of being freaking like the best producer ever yeah after the second try yeah I and totally it really helps agree. to be able to like send whenever you send something to a producer that you want them to flesh out to have like the core of what you want it to sound like mm-hmm. and if i were a producer for other artists like i would love if someone yeah. did that like so yeah. much explaining like to do yeah yeah exactly. Like, exactly if you have references and you're kind of like i like this from this and this mm-hmm. from that versus being like 
this is how I hear it in my head mm-hmm. roughly. And I know that you can make this better, but I want it to, like, this is my vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. S- so nice Yeah, uh, to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, because I'm usually the one in the back going like, what did you add? What did you, what was that sin? What did you do? <laughs> like, what's that drum? I don't like that drum. And then I'm like, let's just, I'm just going to do it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Our last question for you is a song breakdown. And so essentially just from like the inspiration to the writing process to how mm-hmm. you feel about it now that it's out. This was really hard to pick because I was like, we were like, which song? They're all yeah. so good. <laughs> but we were wondering if you would do a song breakdown of Plain Jane. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so the, oh wait, it's glitching. <laughs> so I had uh, put out the first single, My Name Next to Yours, and uh, I didn't have any other songs. <laughs> so when people were like, where's the new music? I was like, fuck, I should probably get started. <laughs> um, so I was very stressed about like making an EP or mm. just have something to put out in, in the next few months. And so I teamed up with my uh, a producer friend called Sebastian and he, uh, I basically like locked him in to his studio. <laughs> I was like, we are not leaving until I have three more songs. And um, I think I, I, I found that I like the chords of Motion Sickness by oh. uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. I, they're, they're the exact same chords. So I just like mm. stole her chords, but then I play them faster. Uh, so I went there and I was like, these are the chords we're doing. And I had Plain Jane, I think, in my notes app and was like, it, I had had a conversation with a friend the week before and she was so pissed that like her love interest uh, found someone who was like so much more boring than her. Um, um, yeah. And like a bleak version of her. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that, that that's a thing. <laughs> so, um, so that's basically how it started. We wrote the whole chorus, I think, and and then the verses we wrote in the room as well. But then I mm-hmm. changed all the verses and all the lyrics after, <laughs> <laughs> and like rewrote them like four or five times mm-hmm. just to to like get the right punch in mm-hmm. it. Um, and then I think that's the song, uh, pr- production wise, uh, and like yeah, just recording wise that we spend the most time on Mm -hmm. i think i re-recorded the vocals like four times but then we ended up choosing the sm7 takes anyways Uh so now that i've like i went through the stems the other day to play them live and i can hear like talking and stuff in the background (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like uh do that again like in the middle (laughs) of a drum beat (laughs) and uh so it's a bit sloppy but yeah, I just, uh, it's for me, it, it's not m- like my, it was kind of a, I was like, is this too pop? Is it really me? Mm, I was a little hesitant, but mm. then, uh, like, my dad loved it so much. I was like, okay, I'll just put it on. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Shout out to I'll your dad it. for helping you with PC. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was basically the way that came about it was um yeah stealing chords uh-huh. uh, and oh, yeah. I like, that idea. Too. like 
If yeah. it's worked for someone else, it could work like, for you. Why not? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think like mixing and matching just ideas, sounds, drums from one song, chords from another. Yeah. Um, especially chords, I think, are mm-hmm. so easy to like steal because yes. it's just, you know, we've used like A minor, C and F and everything. So. Yeah. Everything's been used <laughs> like, before. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm very open to stealing as long as it's not like, oh, this makes me think of Seven Nation Army. And yeah, I'm like, exactly. yeah, because we've changed one note. Right. <laughs> as long as it's like smooth stealing. Yeah. Of course, well, smooth I'm criminal. Yeah. Smooth, uh, smooth criminal. I'm with the puns now. Well, I yeah. just saw the Michael Jackson show, the Broadway Michael Ooh. Jackson show. So I'm, I have that on my mind. <laughs> Well, those are all our questions for you today. Thank you so much for talking Thank with you. us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It's so fun. I love this initiative so much.